Today on our show, we're counting down the top 10 film franchises of all time. All time. Hit it, Polly. And it's episode 415 of the Countdown Podcast. My name is Wayne. What's up? My name is Paul. Welcome to the podcast. We count down stuff in order of us, so you don't have to. And today we're returning to the world of film. Film. To really get stuck into what constitutes a good franchise. Now, we did have some back and forth around this one, Wayne. We As many of you have uh, pontificated about <laughs> in the chat. Yes, uh, we had to, uh, yesterday, I actually, because Paul texted me and he goes, so wait, what is the rule? Is it that we have to encompass every single mention of that franchise in one list, is, in one thing? Or do we, you know, are there little different things in there? Uh, we, you know, is it basically have to be self-referential? Fuck it. Self-referential, <laughs> right? Well, the conclusion from Wikipedia, at least, is a film series or movie series often referred to as a movie or film franchise is a collection of related films in succession that share the same fictional universe or are marketed as a series. Right. So, so I think that shared universe was what we agreed was that's really right, because essential. I would argue that even when you're marketing, you don't market all different universes as a, as a shared series. You market that universe. Well, the easy easy one here to, you know, without illustrate, uh, illustrate to, to risk tripping over things here is, you know, Batman. Batman's had how many different series right. of films? So or the... Spider-Man. How many different series of films has Spider-Man had? Yeah, and there's a little bit of weirdness with the Spider-Man one because of the last Marvel film. But That like, is true. But And that's the only thing that makes it a thing. But if you, you, at some stage, you've got to draw the line. But yes, basically, you've got a Burton-verse, which isn't a Burton-verse because he only did two of them. But that line, those four movies are one franchise. The Nolan-verse is another one. The Snyderverse is another one. They're all separate. Yes. So you could pick one of those if you wanted to. I don't know if the Burtonverse is separate from the two that came after it. Uh, Those two... um, Aren't they all considered to be No, because they all have the same Alfred Paul. That's what I'm saying. They are the same, those four. Yeah, those four are the same. So Batman... Yeah, yeah. yeah. You caught the Burtonverse, but he only directed two of them. Yeah, so like the four, those four movies of that ilk, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. So that's kind of how we've come at it, and we did talk about it. So there's going to be less indie songs of the 2000s confusion... (laughs) Which, you know, maybe I shouldn't have written it that way, let's be honest. But uh, on that note then, Wayne, let's get into this week's recount. Uh, It returns, and who won that list? Who wants a recount? Who? 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 Who wants a recount? Who? 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 Who wants a recount? Who? 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 Who wants a recount? The recount is our mailroom, and Paul's the guy who talks about it. I am the vote, Wayne, from when B Dizzle from the We Watch The Thing podcast came on to talk about the top 10 indie songs of the 2000s was an absolute cracker. <laughs> I'm going to read some of the comments before I give you the results. Okay, go on. Glenn Sutherland said, Wayne had the most I'd heard of, and Paul had the best of the ones I already knew, but B Dizzle, Dizzle as he calls him, gets my vote for introducing me to some pretty good stuff. Oh yeah, that was the perk of that episode. That was, uh, yeah, and hopefully people have enjoyed the list that I... I think it was Stephen Burns and David Power put yes, up. Yes, you guys are it wasn't Stephen Burns, it was someone else, my apologies. Speaking of, David Power said, Wayne really surprised me by having some genuinely obscure shit. And now I have several new artists that I'm enjoying, especially Regina Spector sound like Feist. So much so that I can <laughs> overlook the slightly creative use of the calendar in selecting his tracks. Well, the creative was just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but that is high praise to come from the, uh, the grand master of fucking like noir fucking cinema, whatever. But... Dresden Dolls, Locksmith, and Postal Service meant Billy was a comfortable first place. Fair enough. So Fair enough. Happy to lose on, to him. On that basis, yeah, you'd think that uh, whew, he is absolutely caning us. Troy Spinner, the man who puts the list together so that everyone can track back and see what's going on, said, I'm not really an indie guy, but Paul gets my vote this week for having the most songs I've heard and enjoyed. I will say, though, I picked up a few bands to listen to. Thanks to these lists. Well done, lads. So, oh, thank yeah, you. as you said, that is the big standout of these lists. Erica San Pedro said, I'm with Wayne in his Triple J comment, plus found myself listening to a lot more of his song choices. That's fair. Jesse Dixon said, voting for Wayne because I've been listening to that Honey Honey song 24-7 since the Oh my god, that is so cool that you said that, bro, because I've always felt like an outcast for liking that song, probably because my fucking girlfriend at the time made fun of me. But (laughs) the fact that you like it too means there's others like me out there, Paul. There you go. Uh, Appreciate the recommendation. Smile Samani said, beat his all for an awesome lift, but also he's not Paul or Wayne. (laughs) Not a big surprise on that one. Mina Harker said, Paul. Said this idea. Wayne ignoring the Perth vote, calling the Canadian vote. That's me. Vote for Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) And then Julio for the Contrarian said, Paul's list had enough rock band tunes to earn my vote. He's absolutely right. Upon reflection, I realized like three or four of my songs were from rock band. No, that's true. That's probably where they came from. Not sure that speaks to any sort of indie cred, but that's a problem for another day. So the end result then 50 votes recorded, 
Only nine for B Dizzle. So he did say that stung a bit. That's when a mistake. <laughs> and then it says 41 votes left, Wayne. It came down to one vote. Who won? The man who did not stick to the, to the <laughs> <laughs> 21 votes to 20. Wayne has triumphed in an indie song list. I, uh, my faith in humanity is at rock bottom. Well, I must say, the, um, <laughs> uh, your disdain does make it sweeter. But it- <laughs> Thank no. you, ladies and gentlemen. I will 100% agree that I was surprised by some of the songs you pulled out of your ass. So, well done on that <laughs> score. Just wish that had been from between 2000 and 2009. Wayne <laughs> is. I stand resolute, motherfucker. Thanks, everyone, who got back to us. Good fun. Uh, listen. If you haven't checked out the songs yet, please do. Otherwise, uh, let's get into it then, Wayne. On the other side of this music cue, the top 10 film franchises. Franchises. <laughs> the French prizes. <laughs> of all time. Top 10 film franchises of all time. Is the subject of this week's countdown. We've already talked a bit about our parameters. Why don't I lead us away, Wayne, with my number 10 best franchise? I'll just clarify. The one thing we did put on it is that it had to be at least three movies. Yes, sorry. So you can't say two movies and it's a franchise. It's got to be three at least. It's got to be at least a trilogy of films. So that's so please, the way you go ahead. we came at it. I'm starting off with, big surprise, a horror film franchise. Bloody hell. I'm talking about the Final Destination franchise of really? films. Interesting. This film franchise doesn't have a terrible film. Really? Now, i got to be honest, that is a big factor in making my list. The more... Consistent quality. Yeah. I went more consistent than the, uh, the high-level outliers, if I can put it that way. If, yep. if every film's good, then it's going higher on my list. That's an interesting way to put it. I also... I had an element of that, but then if the ones that were good were superlative, it also has an effect. Yeah, yeah. So and there's a, bit of, a little bit of that going on. But yeah, I definitely consistently valued the most in my list, as we'll see as we progress. And number three, it's not a great film. It's the worst, I think, in the franchise. Number four, eh, it's okay. But one, two, and five are stellar in these films. And there's not one of these films I dis, I actively dislike. Some of the best kills come out of this franchise. Most inventive, over-the-top, gory, unexpected ways that characters get offed. Which great was the, fun. Which was the one with the logs? That was the second one. Arguably the best in the franchise. So you say we just say it's the best. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. The first one was a much more serious examination of this idea that you're fated to die, then death will come back round at you, and it was played a lot less for laughs. But then the second one, David R. Ellis, rest in peace, he decided, along with the writers, to take it in a more campy, schlocky, over the top direction. But that opening scene with the logs falling off the back of mm-hmm. this truck and then bouncing off the freeway or highway roads and through cars mm-hmm. and causing this huge smash. Not Three weeks ago, I can't remember, someone online was talking about driving by one of those and actively you know, sent the video of doing so and then driving away because I didn't want to be behind them because that's how I'm just, horrifying this film is for that. Yeah, you know those um, those uh, flatbeds with the, the cars on them? Yeah. I fucking never drive behind those because yeah, I've seen them fall off. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, forget that. Um, same, same type of thing. And then the fifth one, which is criminally underrated, is a really clever way of stitching the whole series together. My understanding is that there's a number six on the way, so they're returning to the well with this series as well. They should because all of them made bank, all of them made a good amount of money for how much they cost because of people like you. Yep, yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> no, um, I think that second one from memory, I actually did uh, in one of the I think oh, okay, this was actually not a bad time, you know, kicking and screaming and all, but like it wasn't too bad. Yeah, okay, there you so, go. So, slight, slight endorsement from Wayne. What's your okay. number 10? Okay, I've also got um, perhaps an unexpected one at my number 10. Get this, everyone, it's the Jack Ryan. Fucking oh. uh, franchise, I guess you call it. And that's made of five movies. Oh, that's your Hunt for Red October, sure. Patriot Games, Clear and Present Danger, The Sum of All Fears, and Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. <laughs> now, I say, Paul in particular doesn't like Shadow Recruit. I, I can remember nothing about the benefit I love of Sum of All Fears. Sum of All Fears. Okay, here's the, okay, and you're right, I don't like Shadow Recruit. It's bog standardly. It's, fine. it's two Chris and a half fine. stars. He's fine. And Kenneth Branagh. Um, look. The, the, I will say to you, I will admit the sum of all fears is probably the weakest of the five. Still, However, don't remember it. it was Ben Affleck, Morgan Freeman, and the thing I liked about that one is that a, a, a nuke actually goes off towards the end and the whole world turns to shit and there's prolific use of palm pilots. So, <laughs> it was too... This is the <laughs> shit anyone ever 
method in the history of, and I don't think it was, I'm a, it was 2002. Here. People, 2002. Okay, it was cool. So, um, yes, I love that. Of course, Alec Baldwin. Yes, I know he didn't shoot anyone yet and stuff, but like it's like he was he was the original Jack Ryan. But then Harry Harry Ford. Patriot Games was the Patrick fucking Games, tits. Right. It's a good film. And Clear and Present Danger was also the tits. Some of all fears are some of all fears, and I love me some Chris Pine. Is it any wonder that this makes my list? Okay. Jack Ryan. All right. Cooler than shit. No one saw that kind. Obviously, we have a sort of different... It's not. Do you say the TV series? I know we don't talk about the films here. We're not including TV series. Look, only because we're talking about films, I wouldn't say. But if that made, if I did include it, that would make it stronger. I think the yeah, series is great. series is great. I enjoyed, really enjoyed the last season, third season as well. So yeah. right there with you. My number nine, here's where I lose the vote. <laughs> <laughs> because I stuck this down here at number nine, but I gotta be honest, three films in this franchise, the oh, first fuck. two are pretty fucking great. Number three, not so much. Back to the future. What? <laughs> Sorry, everyone, for the ears. Jesus Sorry for the ears. Is echoing through our studio yeah, yeah, here. Sorry about that. <laughs> Why? The third one is pretty shit. Sorry, the third one? Yes. The third one with the Cowboys was the bomb, no, Sunshine. It was no, the bomb. No. The only problem that happened with Back to the Future for people like yourself is that you've got. Back to the Future 1 is this 80s wonderful bliss shit. <laughs> Back to the Future amazing. 2 was excellent, although I did literally shit on the cinema floor when I left it. Because, <laughs> to be continued. Because I didn't realize it would be a bit to be continued. And, oh, you got to wait for next year. And this is before fucking Marvel and shit. We didn't know that shit could happen back in the 80s. That is, that is exactly why daughter's reaction when we watched these films not that long ago, within the last eight, eight months or so. She got to the end of the second one and she's like, what? That's it? That's exactly how I felt. Except I, I was I alone. think her exact words were, "That's dumb." Yes, <laughs> I mine was slightly harsher, and and you know and that so that but then what happened was so then fucking Bob Zemeckis is like, you know what I've always loved westerns. Now this was an absolute hail mary. <sighs> he decides <sighs> to go to the eighteen hundreds. Not work. I loved it. I thought it was really good. The only problem is it was such a stark difference to the exactly future. It just and doesn't the, fit. Well, what I think was great though was the the train and all the. I actually quite liked it. I, I did, it wasn't a adjustment. Can't, can't knock it. Absolutely liked, you liked it. it so. Not for me though. Absolutely, that film is cringe the whole way through for me. I'm like, what? This should have been so much better. Even the kid pointing to his dick and stuff. Have you seen that? <laughs> okay. That's, okay. All right. <laughs> First one I love. You know, when I saw the second one, I thought it was better. But obviously, I have corrected that grossly inaccurate statement as I've watched these films as an adult. But uh, number three, I never liked. And when I came back to watch it again, I was like, ugh, the whole way through it. So that's why it's my number nine. Obviously higher on your list. Way higher, son. Okay. we'll find out where. All right. Uh, Well, my number nine, ladies and gentlemen, here's one of those like diluted examples, okay? It's actually the Star Trek franchise. And this one is a little bit standalone. I know people think it's low, right? Here's well, why. no, I just, uh, there's so many shit films in the Star Trek. Well, franchise. that's why that's why it's number nine, Paul. Because like, for me, and this is Paul and it's I the have first this Star Trek garbage. Here's the thing: every single Star Trek movie is in the lineage because it's all that's in right. that thing. Well, we see we see Spock come into the JJ Abrams. Yes, verse, what's the Kelvin one called? Is Kelvin that's the, the one. that's the Kelvin JJ one? JJ right? Abrams. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing: so every single Star Trek from the motion picture in fucking '79 to beyond, which is whatever 2016. Yep. They're all in, and that's why this. Now I. That's why this is at number nine because too it just, high. I shouldn't have made the list, bro. Too many shit the, films. All right, here, all right, here. Motion it. picture, search for Spock. Search for Spock was the tits, wasn't it? No. Oh, wait, sorry, the Rutherford Khan was Rutherford Khan was tits. Voyage search Home was, was great. Voyage Home was great. What's the fifth one? Final called? Frontier. Terrible. Final Frontier, not so good. Six was good. Undiscovered. Undis- yes. What was it called? Undiscovered Country. Country that's yep. right. Um, Generations, I liked because you put Picard and you put Kirk in the same movie, yeah. baby. What's the up? only one of the next gen films I liked was the one about the Borg. First Contact. First Contact. That one was good. Insurrection, not so much. Nemesis, okay. Actually, Insurrection was all right. Here's the thing, though, right? Paul and I fight about this all the time. I actually love The Next Generation way better than the original series. Oof. And everyone's like, oh, what's your problem, asshole? And I'm like, I understand. However, when Generations happened and it brought them together, and then it became... My favorite of all of them, I'll tell you, is the J.J. Abrams verse. Okay? Oh, yeah, the, the I, I, one. I would agree. Those are great. But, and know, they your comment about back. Star Trek Next Gen versus the original? Ballsy. Yeah, yeah. Stupid, but ballsy. I don't know. Maybe I like bold captains. Who knows? <laughs> I just... <laughs> but I always like that more. As opposed to captains that fuck all the time. Odd. Doesn't Picard fuck anyone? No, he doesn't. Well, not the way that Shatner does. Yeah, Shatner just fucks Shatner's green people. Shatner's like, hi, yeah, you. Yeah. You've got blue skin. Actually, I do like that about Shatner. I'm a shapely <laughs> figure. What say we go back to Command my Command Park, yeah. So, no. Uh, yeah, I do like that, that Jim Kirk fucks green women. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, but yes, no, but that's why. So collectively, it, it lands at number nine because of all those films, okay? Oof. 
The last three bring it all the way Does up into this thing. not get close to my list. Okay. Yeah, but you've never been a Trekker. No, not really. Uh, I did I 100% agree. I think that reboot Star Trek 1 that starts off the Gilmerverse and then, of course, Spock comes into is a fantastic film. I know you like Into Darkness more. Again, I love Into Darkness. One of the bizarrest that's, things ever. That's one of those and things. Beyond is, is very average, so it kind of falls away. I hope they get to that goes. fourth one. I hope they They're get not to going to. I know. Too expensive. Too many people went on to, to blow up I after know, that. Thor. All right, my number eight then is is a film franchise which has one average to, to poor entry on it, but the other three, I really enjoy them all. And the first two are King, Dick, Amazing. And we're talking 80s action, which bleeds into 90s action. We're talking Lethal Weapon Yeah, that's my, that's my number eight. Hey, same spot. Wait, which one is it? Oh, you're talking about three. Three is, three is really a real step down oh, from the first and second one. The whole That whole film is just... <laughs> So three was the Joe one. Joe Pesci's turned up to fucking eleven in that film. Leo Getz is terrible in it. Their all their decisions are stupid in it. The threat's dumb in it. Here, here's what happened in three. Stuart right? Wilson and these dumb dumb bullets. Okay, so that the the the, the bad the, the bad guy was like this sort of just a rogue cop, and that's all he was. And he was just he was menacing enough, but it wasn't like it wasn't like you know Hans was it, you know what's his name the fucking diplomatic immunity. Yeah. It wasn't that. Just been revoked. Yeah. Now the cool thing about three though. Was Renee Russo, right? Sure. Like she she's, was, she's always nice. We love her, right? But also she was like this badass IA cop, can also kick ass. Yep. Has that scene with Marty Riggs where they're fucking beating up all those guys. Yep. That was cool. Both okay? getting turned on doing it. Both getting turned on. and it's like, That was a great scene. And then the idea of the, the, the bullets, the Teflon, whatever bullets that can go through fucking... Uh, cop fr- killer armor. Yeah, but forget that. Front end loader, the big, the big the bucket thing. Yeah. You just go through that quite easily. I don't know what the fuck it's made of, but I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, that was the only problem with it. But it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, I didn't think. It was just... Yeah. Compared to the other Look, three. It's it's a real step down. Fourth I've only watched, I think, once in my what? Oh no, twice. I've watched it twice in watched my entire it many life. Times. It's better, but it's no Lethal Weapon One or Lethal Weapon Two. Here's what happened with four, right? Because I remember when we watched it, we were sitting there going, Richard Donner has been watching Hong Kong cinema like a motherfucker. Because that thing is so much jetly busting ass zooming in and you know his stupid jerky yeah. slow-mo. But it's also because Mel Gibson and obviously Danny Glover by this point in time, they just couldn't move the way that they used to. So we focus on the ass kickingness of the big bad guy. But that's what was cool. Though. They still fought him. They, both of them fought him. They're the good guys. They're yep. ganging up on a bad guy. The bad guy is so good yep. that he managed to kick both their asses. Mm-hmm. And then twice, three times, whatever. Like he's ripping the gun out of his hand and actually like pulling the slide off the yep. gun. That's the, I never saw that before when it happened. I was that's like, cool. that's the shit. So yeah, I like these some, some weapon. And number eight, absolutely, absolutely. And let's not forget how good the first two were. So... Uh, fantastic, yeah. fantastic films, which is what get them on my list, and I presume on yours as well. Of course, the news having come down that Mel Gibson is going to direct Lethal Weapon Five. I'm fine with that. I'm 100 percent fine uh, look, with that. I don't know. I just think it's. Well, I guess we'll see with Dial of Destiny later this year whether this can be done. But I'm just worried that they are just way too old for this shit now. Well, did you see the interview with Mel Gibson talking about it, where he said um, Richard Donner uh, had said to him, and he started to see his arm come, getting old man emotional here, and he started crying a bit. He said to me, "Look." If I kick the bucket, you got to make number five, okay? You got to do it. And he sort of kind of jostled him into it. And so he's like, well, that's kind of why I'm doing it. Like, it's there. Uh, look, I don't disrespect that. I just don't know how good a film this can be. And I, ha- and I hold grave, Directed. grave concerns he's, about he's Dallas He's an Destiny. Academy Award winning director. Maybe he's okay. I know he's been doing some stuff lately. All right, some, being, like, some B grades lately. Oh, God, has he? I've liked some of his stuff. Boss Level. I know, in, Boss Level was great. In, so, and even the, the last thing where he was an actor, that was good. I reckon he's still got a bit left in the tank. And I actually took, I took him out of movie jail in my head a while ago. Yeah, well, we, we, so we have said that. He's still, he's still not a good person. I don't know whether he, he, he retains his views, but at least he's toned them down and not being... Look. Out there in the with the public and yeah, but anyway, look, be that, that as it may, aside, yeah. I guess we'll see whether or not Lethal Weapon remains on. So I'd love to lists see if I'd love to see a five, man, no matter what happens. If that's shit, this drops off, drops Fair off. Um, All right, back to me for number seven. Yeah, you're number seven. This might surprise people. My number seven is a Toy Story franchise. Uh, it doesn't surprise me at all. Although you'd think it would be higher. Exactly, what that's what I mean. All right, now why is Actually, it? Yeah, you're why right. is it down here? What? Lightyear, because we have ah, for, Toy Story one. It? Yeah, it's in the same universe. It's a character. It's the adventures of, of the movie that of the guy that Buzz Lightyear was based on. Right. So, so it's in the same universe. That's right. So this is the movie Andy saw in order to make him a yes. fan of Buzz Lightyear, and that's why he had the toy. Got it. It is in the universe. Look, I don't think it was, that was terrible. It just wasn't, wasn't like Toy Story. It was nowhere near as good as the Toy Story films. Even with it was um, meh. Socks. What was the cat called? Socks. socks yeah. Yum 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 yeah. yum yum. 
that fucking made it. <laughs> that man. was funny. <laughs> that was funny. I do agree, yeah, and that's that's one of the biggest losses ever. Pixar have picked up from from Lightyear. I think Pixar used to be infallible as a brand, and in recent times, they're starting to have some clunkers. So that's a bit of a disappointment. But Toy Story one through four, we all thought four was a big fucking bad idea. Toy Story four is great, and they're making five, aren't they? I think they I are. heard something I, about I, that. There's something online that like, like we're, we're doing five. I'm like, whoa, you guys. Sh- well, lucky with not lucky, but like four worked, and no one expected that. Yep. Are you really going to take another swing? The first Toy Story being groundbreaking, it's got whatever crazy Academy Award thing it has for being that breakthrough moment in cinema where everything changed after, and it did. Yeah. The stories for the first three are all first four films are all incredible. I don't like three as much as other people rave about it, though it does have that absolutely killer scene at the end where you think they're going to kill all the toys in a kid's film. It really felt like no, that was so well dude, played. Dude, the end of three was as close as I came to bawling mm-hmm. in a cinema. They're all grabbing each other's hands. They're grabbing each other's hands, saying goodbye to fucking... Yep. I was like, oh, come on. I was like, oh, that fucked me up, man. The so, <laughs> I know. And, that's what, and four was great because of the self-actualization thing. It was really, really good. So, um, yeah, look, if they can swing it for fifth time, I think they, they go to the top of this. Well, yeah, Lightyear. Well, Lightyear drags down. <laughs> I don't think but it's that if it's, bad. if it's another good film, I guess the same Lethal Weapon 5, if somehow it's a great film, it goes up the list. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, that's my number seven. What about you? Okay. My number seven, I guess it will surprise you, is Star Wars. Oh, there's no way. I know it's not your thing. There's no way. <laughs> All right, there's let's talk so many this. shit films All in right. this franchise. Let's go through what's good and what's bad. People. All right, here we go. Here we, here go. we fucking All go. Right. I'm getting the soundboard ready because right, this is here a we go. bunch of shit. This is pandering <laughs> in this absolute extreme. Suck dicks. All right, here we go. Star Wars, 1977. Good. Yes. Empire, the best. Yes. Return of the Jedi, still good. I know you don't like it. No, it's not as good, but I, it's fine. I can see that. If it was just, that, was just that trilogy, hell yeah. All right, wait. But unfortunately, everything else now happens. Okay. Phantom Menace sucks except the sword fight. Sucks. Agreed. Okay. Attack of the Clones, I liked. Fucking sucks. I liked You're mocking me, aren't you? Revenge of the Sith, I liked the... Fuck. I liked it. I, liked I know it. people say it's the best one. It's still not a good Star Wars film. It sucks other than the battle at the end. Yeah. The, the problem was the Anakin, you're breaking my heart. The thing. whole trilogy is it's crap. Nah. That was, it's, it's, well, okay. But then, then what happens, everyone? Force Awakens, I liked it. That's okay. Okay? It's just a beat for beat fucking remake of Star Wars, but it's okay. Right. The very next one was Rogue One, which I think is the second best. Rogue One's great. At that point in time, the franchise is alive and well and it's breathing and it's doing everything and it's absolutely retaining, what's the word, reclaiming some lost ground from the original, from the the prequel trilogy. Definitely. And it went somewhere new, so that was fine. Hold on then. Because it's all about to go Okay, but now here's the thing. This is my little thing about The Last Jedi. So that's the Brian one. 2017, I remember walking out of that going, that was fucking great. I am the one of the few who liked it. All right? I, I think it's 50-50, honestly, on that. I liked it at the time. The more I think about it, the less I like it. But then it all gets blown up by how shit Rise of Skywalker is. Dude, this is the problem here, right? Okay, so I go there's to- there's no through line. No, there's no- Not only is there no through line, right? Here's the thing. Ryan Johnson, as great a director and, I guess, writer as he is, he- upsets the entire franchise with The Last Jedi. And I appreciated his work in that movie because I like the big red room. I like that fight. I like all the things that happened. Yeah, that fight's good, yeah. I don't so I don't know. all the bullshit on the casino. Luke planet. should not have died. Luke should not mm. have died, right? And, and behave the way that he did all through the film. Well, this is the thing. Ryan, thingy, Ryan Johnson is trying to subvert the entire thing and make it this thing. So what he did was he made Luke throw the lightsaber. So Ugh. made him a grumpy old cunt. Ugh. Made him buy the farm. Made the whole thing at the end fucking I didn't mind him timing. dying that way had he been the noble, awesome hero he's always been up till that point. He should have actually been on that fucking grave mm-hmm. planet and actually fucked the entire empire up. Kicked a whole bunch of ass and then died. That would have been great. Yes, that would have been fine. Okay, but... That's what, so now here's the thing. So I walk out of the last Jedi going, wow, amazing, amazing. I liked it until I started thinking about mm-hmm. it. And here's what happened. Then JJ comes in. Oh, sorry. The next one was Solo and that was shit. That was right? really bog standard average. It was just bog standard. And you could right? just tell that there were too many fingers in the pie and too much studio interference like a, and it just doesn't come together. It's it not a good film. It felt like a TV show is what mm. it did to me. So, But then, so The Rise of Skywalker, and that is my least favorite of all of them. Okay, that sucks. That, that one just, and here's why. Because yeah, okay. they had I might have given it three stars. Totally wrong. I need to go they back had nothing and, to work with. They were spending the first half of the movie repairing all the problems mm-hmm. that Ryan Johnson made and then the second half going... How about this? Was to start with The Emperor's Alive. What the fuck? That was horse shit. And literally, the line, which they play a lot, is, is Oscar Isaac going... Somehow Palpatine survived. That's the fucking explanation, ladies and gentlemen. They didn't even have time to give you one. You know, we've just gotten through reviewing a film, which probably shouldn't name it, and we said in a $35 million film, 
you know, you can get away with some poor writing choices. Yeah. In a film like this that came out 40 years after the original film with three generations of people loving the fuck out of it and worshipping the ground that it works on, mm. walks on, and that's what you roll out with? It's just unfucking believable and know, totally tanks the whole thing for me. It's not even close to my list. One caveat I would say is that if I, I don't envy J.J. Abrams on that front because he had nothing to work with. Mm. For real, he had nothing but to the, work with. They shouldn't have let... How did it get green lit, Ryan Johnson? Yeah, this is Kathleen Kennedy's fucking yeah. problem. She shouldn't have said, hey, Ryan, do whatever you like. Because he's like, cool. And unless it's like, hey, Ryan, do whatever you like and then do the second, the, the third one as well. Yep. Because you just left a mess for someone to clean up. The whole first half of Last Jedi, The Rise of Skywalker, is... JJ going fuck you Ryan fuck you Ryan fuck you Ryan <laughs> Pretty much. fix the mask do this you know that sort of thing so it's like yeah that's what that is the problem however given the ones and and the love I have for the for the series and the ones that I did like it comes in at seven for me wow you so, must really love the I shit do. out I of love those good Star Wars, ones man and again we've obviously come out this a little bit differently I'm looking for as much as possible for consistency so when there is a bad and there is some bad films in my top six here but it's gonna be like that they are so. Small compared to how the highs are the other highs. So, yeah. speaking of my number six, then might also get a low from you, Wayne. It's the Nolan verse Batman films. It is slightly low. Slightly low. Okay, because Batman Begins is excellent. I think we can all agree on that. There seems to be a little bit of a backlash to Dark the Dark Knight creeping is in there? to some to circles. Who? I just I've heard it a few times on Hipsters. different podcasts and. People say, no, it's not that good. It's Fuck got these off. Problems. That's one of the best what? movies ever made. I agree. And it, and it changed the whole game. It proved that you can go and look at arguably destroy the DCEU going forward because they kept trying to emulate this over and over again through Zack Snyder. But, and maybe now it will change again with James Gunn and, and Peter Safran or Safrini, yeah, whatever it is, coming, taking the reins. But this was magnificent. It was, it was a superhero film which could have been this whole plot could have been without being a superhero film. It could have just been a cop chasing a deranged criminal. Absolutely. And that's why it was the shit. And we, this thing, right? So Batman Begins had the best cinematic take on the Bruce Wayne origin for me, right? Great. Like, like The Dark Knight just blew it up as, as, again, I say one of the best movies ever. It's because of the groundbreakingness of the fact that when I heard Heath Ledger was cast as a Joker, I spewed. Mm. I was like, oh, come on. Ten things I hate about Joker. You know, it's just like... <laughs> I didn't think you could, and then you see it, and like this kid is insanely good. That's why it broke your heart when he when he he died and stuff like that. Tragic tragic loss. And that's balancing like complex story development and action sequences. The best thing about the first Batman was him and Rajal Ghul training. That was so cool to me because it's like this is how Batman became Batman, and it was a real. So yeah, the Nolan vs. Batman by far. The problem with it and what drops it to six because if we just go on the first two films, if we had nailed it with a conclusion. Woo, this this trilogy might be untouchable. I'll tell you. The problem yeah. is Dark Knight Rises is a bit shit. Okay, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, what. The Dark Knight Rises, right? First of all, Bane, if you think about the three villains in all of them, mm-hmm. right? Bane is actually the most now relatable in terms of his disdain for society and this and that. Right? I'm not saying throw in with him and let's kill everyone, but I'm saying <laughs> good. Just um, to be clear, no, but like the countdown his, podcast is not indoors no, anarchy. A lot of a lot of fucking. A lot of conspiracy theorists would throw in with Bane, let me tell you. The problem with that movie was the fucking cops spending two years underground <laughs> or whatever it was, coming out fresh as a daisy. Yeah, you imagine know. to get them all down there and just It was just dumb. like, let's send the entire force underground and have no one up here, okay? Good to go. Boom. And it's like, So they just wouldn't make that mistake. So, However, but the crafting the end, of the movie the, is amazing. With a nuclear bomb and all that shit just doesn't, just doesn't play out. It, look, there's it was, a lot of dumb moments in this movie to get you where you need to get. And it's been a while since I've watched it. I have to watch it again to really pull them out. But I just remember being left with this sense of, oh, after a pretty great opening on that plane. That plane was the shit. That yeah. was James Bond, baby. And I, then I'm like, what, what's going on here? This I is ooh, bad decision after bad decision. I'll still tell you that I left the cinema going, what a great film. Because it's Christopher Nolan and he can do that to you. He can put you into his world and say, this shit would never happen, but it'll happen in my movie and you'll like it. And I went, okay. <laughs> right? But then later on when you get to think about it, not so much. So I get it. All right. That's that one then. That's my number six. Okay. Dark Knight Trilogy. And my number six is probably going to have a, some kind of issue from you. It's Indiana Jones, Paul. It's Indiana can't, Jones. Can't do it. Can't do it? Not even in here? No. Because of Crystal Skull? Yep. All right. So Sorry, let's talk what? about this. Exactly. <laughs> no. Obviously, all jokes aside. No, 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 no. But just, the first three are so good, but the last one is so shit. Yeah, so this is a 75% strike rate. Okay, yeah. that's pretty good. And also, the three well, that were good were the best, Paul. My next, my next 
choice here does have something similar going, but the low is not as low as this low. This is one of the worst films I've ever seen at cinemas. Right. Um, I look, fucking, I watched it again with my daughter. We watched all the so Linda Joneses not that long ago. I the whole time I this is even worse than I remember. I saw it again. Fucking mutt. The probably- fucking CGI monkeys. Fucking ridiculous car chases. Fuck. Fridges and nuclear bombs. Kate, is, even Kate Blanchett can't come close to saving this shit. This is one of those, I want to say rare missteps by Spielberg, but it was, it's not that rare. Going more and more. In, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, our top 10 films of last year. And yes. Jason from Binge Movies, hot, <laughs> hot take. Shia LaBeouf, right? Shia LaBeouf was hot at the time. And because Steven Spielberg did Eagle Eye with him, which is a fine film, right? It's all right. It's all right. And then he decides, okay, you can be... Because they set up to be the next Indiana Jones. He put the hat on him at the end and all oh, that yeah. sort of stuff. Oh, right? no, we weren't doing that. Yes, you fucking you were. You fucking absolutely were. And it's just like he's the wrong guy to be Indiana Jones. Too much of a cunt, right? Yep. So that whole thing, plus making it aliens, and then Steven Spielberg Ugh. actually saying to himself, look, I don't write the mill, the film, okay? I direct the film. I owe it to George to make his vision turn up on the screen. So whatever he writes is what goes. And the, <laughs> the fridge thing... Was something he's been trying to put into a film for the last like ten films. Have we not? Did we not all learn a lesson from the fucking prequels, including Steven Spielberg? Why didn't he go, George? This just doesn't work, mate. Well, apparently and he did that. So he did, he did that twenty scripts. times before getting to this one. Well, Frank Darabont wrote a script. I remember that vividly. He wrote a take. I think there was a bunch of other people as well, like famous writers at the time, and it was just constantly rejected by George. And George eventually took either some of those ideas and made it himself. He said the MacGuffin was wrong in each one, and then he right. decided upon aliens being the MacGuffin, which was just a dumb mistake. AF. I mean, this is the same guy who, according to Seth Rogen, built an actual spaceship to leave Earth, so that because it was going to end in 2012. So, read that. Um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, look, I'm really happy that James Mangold is helping the fifth one, and I'll tell you this, Paul. If, like we said before, if the fifth one rocks, this goes way back up. Well, if the fifth one rocks, it probably gets back in here. It's not going to rock. I'll be, I'll be blown away. I'll be the first one you to heard it eat here first, ladies and gentlemen. to eat crow if this film rocks and just say I apologise profusely, James Mangold, Harrison Ford, whoever wrote this film. I can't remember. I looked at it, but I've forgotten. It wasn't Harrison Ford, surely? Sorry, it wasn't Harrison Ford. He no, no, I'm saying Harrison Ford. Yeah, oh, yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. to still got to bring it. Whatever's going yeah, on here, yeah. if this film works and it's back, if it's somehow back at the level even of Temple of Doom, yeah, Temple of Doom's great. It's the redhead stepchild of the first trilogy. Let's face it. Oh God! All right, yeah. Um, so yes, so but that uh, is it, it. It cannot be original. It cannot be as good as Last Crusade. It's not good. That's an unrealistic expectation. But if it gets they Temple have to go of Doom, a different way. They have to Temple of Doom way. level, then this this franchise is back on track for me. Here's the problem. What's he eighty? Now, now yeah. it's bad. It is so he's shooting at late seventies, whatever, yep. right? If you can make that character relevant, and you can't do what he used to do, or he's no. beating people up, you cannot do that. Or if he does, it's got to be like old man gruff, like fucking, you know. But they have to go a different way that somehow works. So amazing stuff. That there. trailer did nothing to make me feel better. I thought it looked cool. Nothing. Yeah. Okay. Let's have a look then, eh? All right. Watch Having just said that, now I've got a seventy-five percent strike rate, success one for my number five. It is the Mad Max series. All right, so go through them with me. The original Mad Max, very good, sort of very low budget, apocalyptic. It's happening sort of as we're, as we're sort of watching as the world un- unfolds and it follows Max, obviously, after he loses his wife and his child and he goes on a rampage. So in the foot, because I've never seen The Road Warrior. What? Right? No, no, The Road Warrior is number two. Oh, this so I've never seen the first one. one. The first one is largely not that post-apocalyptic? No, it's lo- society is still there. It's not like it is in But there has been an films. apocalypse. No, but it's happening. It's kind of like fuel prices are going through the roof and things are falling oh, apart okay, and anarchy okay. starting to rain and whatever else. But because it was such a low-budget film, it's not even shot in the city. It's shot in these sort of coastal towns and whatever else to give you a, a greater sense of oh, okay. kind of remoteness and whatever else. And then number two is where it all takes off. The Road Warrior is, That's the one I saw. is an absolutely incredible film for its time. It's remarkable. And then they got in his ear, unfortunately, George Miller's ear, and they made fucking Thunderdome. And, I saw that in the movies. And they turned that into this... Tina Turner thing. Yeah, yeah, Tina Turner and kids. Like this. Okay, there was a feral kid in the second one who ends up being the narrator for that film. But having a whole film about kids and Max trying to protect them after he escapes Thunder, it's like, what? It was like Peter fucking Pan. Yeah, we don't need another hero. That film is not good. Is it not good? No, it's not good. Because I I was a teenager. Indiana Jones and fucking Kingdom of the Crystal Skull bad, but it's not good. Really? I'm trying to remember it because having Tina Turner in it was just a weird move. Yeah, I was just going, chance. what yeah. the fuck? And then she, and she sings on the soundtrack. It was just a little on the nose. Well, you don't but it was George Miller, right? Yeah, George Miller. He'd, okay. He's done all these. But then we come to Mad Max Fury Road, the greatest <laughs> sequel. Um, well, certainly the greatest fourth film ever made, the greatest reboot ever made. 
It was very good. It's very, very good. Phenomenal. And that elevates it all the way up here between this number two and a very good number one. And then we get, yeah, number three dragging it down. Because otherwise, if, if somehow Thunderdome was good, this would be the greatest film franchise of all time. Is, it, is there a fifth one coming? Uh, Furiosa is out about this time next year. Shit. Can't wait still, right? for that. Yeah, George Miller still. Anna, Motherfuckers Anna, kicking Anna, it. Anya Taylor Joy playing Furiosa. Ooh. There you are. All right. Okay. It's literally cool. either it's just finished filming or it's or it's coming up to finishing filming soon. Ah, very nice. Okay, very cool. Yeah, not a bad choice. Uh, not unexpected, but mm. also good. Uh, my number five is Nolan vs. Batman. So we're back to you. Okay. My number four, it will be on your display. It's a question of how high. It's, again, way down a little bit by one film, but the proportion now... And I don't like certain other films in the franchise as much as you like it. It's Mission Impossible. Yeah, low. Yeah, <laughs> low. Let's talk about it. One. What a film. What the, one might have been. I remember saying to my dad, we're walking out of the cinema, walking out of the house to go and see it at the cinema. And I remember saying to my dad, "This is the first time I remember going to see a film, Dad, where I'm more interested in the director than I am in this topic or the content." Or Brian De Palma. Brian De Palma, because <laughs> he'd done Carlito's Way, he'd done The Untouchables, and. I was like, I'm all in on this. I remember you telling me about this film at another movie that we were at. We spent our entire youth in the cinema, everyone. (laughs) As you may have guessed. Hence this podcast. Yeah. But I remember you said to me, hey, dude, they're making a Mission Impossible film with Tom Cruise in it. And I said, cool. And then you said, but it's just Tom Cruise. There's no team. And I said, that's bullshit. But of course, there was a team. It's just that Tom Cruise was the lead, yeah. right? Well, there was a team, and then then they do the they unthinkable. They uh, they kill them all off in the first scene of the film, or the first sequence of the film, mm-hmm. and then it's Tom reassembling another team, sort of from scraps. Essentially, great, good, fun, excellent film, and then we get number two. <laughs> the hand the reins over to John Woo. John Woo was hot as fuck at the time. We went in expecting this was going to we be. We were almost more impressed. The greatest film ever. Like the John guy did Hard Boil and The Killer and fucking Broken Arrow All and that Hard shit, Target. Man. When and is these two guns going to happen? Yeah, and cannot wait. And it was a bag of ass. Here's. They. Ah, oh man. Look, the trailer. Tom Cruise had long hair. And I was like, ooh, that's sexy as hell, right? <laughs> then the did. motorcycles and the slow mo and the kicking the gun in the air and catching it. And and that seemed to all be good. Then we got, I remember when we saw it, it was Yumi and we brought a bunch of cunts along, right? Mm-hmm. Bunch of our friends, <laughs> girls and boys, right? And we were, Not really cunts. <laughs> sorry, people, right? And then we went to Carousel in the new city. Carousel. Right? Carousel. And um, we went there and we it was like, okay, there's like a whole row of us there. And you and me are the two fucking bitches championing for the. It's John Woo, everyone. Woo! And then. And fucking what? And then and, at the, and everyone's like, whoa, 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 well, whoa, 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 hold because, on. Because because actually, as By I recall, end. at the end, people were like, oh, I guess it was okay. Did you like it? And I went, no, I did not like this, right? Mm. And they went, why? And I said, because of this, 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 and this. And also, it was shot in Australia. You see like Ford Falcons getting blown up and yep. stuff. It's really funny if you're an Australian. <laughs> <laughs> but then three, okay, the Fel- Felicity Impossible. Um, yeah, good, good return home. J.J. Abrams doing J. J. his thing, Abrams? rebooting, reviving. Giving him, giving him a family life. A franchise. A wife, yep. all this shit. That was cool. That one, Philip Seymour Hoffman as the menacing bad guy. It was a much more intimate story and really brought the budget back down. That's one I'd love to watch again, actually, because I've only ever seen it once. Oh, dude, the, the, the Philip Seymour Hoffman's of it all is really what makes... The problem was that it was shot like a soap, if you look at it closely, right? But... Really? Yeah, if you if this you, was pre his, it was just right around Felicity, right? right? Yeah. So like he sort of made it a little bit that way. But if you the C, Philip Seymour Hoffman being the bad guy, despite him being because he's not one of those charming, affable, like you know, sort of super villain, he's just menacing, mm. and he's like, and you believe that he'll fuck you up, right? So it's really cool. He's not physically imposing, but he's just a bit, a, you know, he's that guy. So yep, that yep. was great. For you know, I love Ghost Protocol. I, I like think it's Ghost a beautiful, Protocol. almost perfect good. film. I don't like it as much as you do. Brad Bird, baby, Brad Bird. He needs to do more shit like that. And this is a very <laughs> up until this point, every single film's had a different director, a different creative vision behind it, with just Tom Cruise in the producing role and Paula Wagner yep. alongside yep. him. Yep. They're sort of, I guess, they've got the reins, but they've got these different directors, and they do bring different sensibilities every time. Yes. And then we get to Rogue, Rogue Nation, Nation, which was also that was it was. To start of the Christopher Look, I love it. Yeah, I love it. I like it now more in retrospect because they're weaving things in. So Fallout has a lot of ongoingness Absolutely. from Rogue Nation, whereas the other films almost all feel like they stand alone. You know what's weird to me? Obviously, Benji follows through and being Benji follows yeah, but they, they pissed off Jezzarena. Uh, yeah, they in, did. In the, in the, in the, but here's the thing, though, right? So Rogue Nation has that bad guy with the glasses and the sort of... I can't remember his name now, right? And then it's actually kind of the same bad guy in the following one, Fallout, but he's got a beard and everything. I didn't even know it was the same guy. He looked so Sean, different. Sean Harris, I think. Yeah, I didn't point. know it was the same guy. I was like, what the hell? And then, the, but this and then, is what. And then Fallout, 
which just blew my Before mind. Blues, and you know what? It sort of made me think that I think Christopher McQuarrie might be my favorite filmmaker. Not only does he write, and not only has he written for like Usual Suspects, he's written forever. He directs like a motherfucker. All right? well, we saw, and he of, writes the thing. He directs the thing. He writes. We got to see a Scream Six premiere during the week or advanced screen during the week, and they put on like this two and a half minute. Yeah, the, the bit stunt, about the big stunt for stunt. from Dead Reckoning Part One, and it is astounding. It, especially when you watch it in that big screen, it's like that guy's the guy next to me. Don't know if you heard him. No. Both times I did the shot where it went out over. It's just like, yep. oh my god. No, it's freaky. obviously he's not good with heights, but he he was literally. Physically, no, it affects reacting. you, man. It yeah. affects you. And Tom Cruise did the jump over and over and over mm-hmm. and over. And I'm like, this guy's insane. He probably he's, deserves all the accolades. Yeah, he jumps on couches, but who cares? Look what he's doing. Just, and the stories are fun and they're ridiculous. And yeah, and they stretch cred- uh, credibility. But that's the whole thing. Suspension of disbelief is is part and parcel of Mission Impossible. That's exactly. in the name of the series. I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, it's the shit, and uh, it's way higher up for me. Yeah, and if not for number two, it would be again. I keep saying it, even higher. Yeah. What's your number four? It's Back to the Future, bro. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think they're all great. And they're oh. all like, you know, this classic childhood shit right there. You love your westerns, I guess. And that one you love as much as the other two, then why wouldn't it be so hard? Look, I don't love it as much as the other two, but I think it's great. So there you go. All right, my number three is not a, a series of films going to be anywhere near your list. And we're about to see where this film is going to slide up or down. This franchise is going to slide up or down this list. It's the Evil Dead trilogy with the remake slash reboot from 2013. So it's four films in it thus far. And now I'm familiar with two because you showed it to me. Yep. I'm familiar with three because I saw it Army on... Darkness. Yep. yep. For the remake that you're talking about is a remake of the first one? Well, it's kind of a reboot remake and then they do eventually sort of wrap around to have Ash as a part of it. So very minutely. So, But is it Ash as in Bruce Campbell's yeah. in it? Yep. So playing Ash? Yeah. So he is at the end and it's just him saying groovy at the end of the credits, the post stinger. So wait a minute. Is the... So just explain to me, is the reboot remake, whatever the last one is, that's obvious is it in the same universe as in the person who's the lead is Ash? No. Oh, diff- they're so all different Ash still characters. exists. Yes. Oh, okay, so that's, you're definitely in the same And movie, yeah. so both Fede Alvarez and Bruce Campbell himself have said, oh, there's absolutely the survivor of this film and Ash could very well come together in a later. So it's meant to be a stealth kind of sequel as opposed to just a reboot okay. remake. Okay. Oh, that's it. So yeah, that, that one argues even more bloody and gory and over the top than anything we saw in number one and so it has a pretty warm place in most people's hearts is it the all the order is it the worst of the four? Oh, when I say worst it's a it better movie than the original but you have to do the 32 year difference yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. so and the original is what it is it, it was original so it's hard to say well, some, there are some remakes I think are better than the original very few but this one comes close it's nowhere near Evil Dead 2 level and if you watch like fun Army Dark it's sort of the funnest of all, of all the films so, yeah totally yeah, there's, there's not a bad film, what I'm trying to say, in this franchise. Hence why it sits here at my number three. Fair enough. Okay, Paulie. Well, my number three. Here's where it is, Paul. Here's where it is. MCU. Ugh. Okay, I knew this didn't even make your list because reasons. no. All right, so check it out, right? Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, let me just put it to you, Paul, because I know you got the issues and you got the issues with the Phase 4 and yada, yada, yeah. I understand. And I understand. the start of Phase 5. Had we done this at the end of Phase 3, yep. It's on the list. All right. So when you make a, f- a franchise with roughly 2,000 movies in it, um, how many? What, 20, 31. 31? 31 like is so many movies. Something like that. All right. Not just like anything, including this show, Paul. Some are going to be better than others. Sure. Okay. It's not, to quote, to quote like Simon Pegg, it's not all going to be gold. No, it's not. But <laughs> when there's more shit than good, it's time there's to rethink. There's not more shit than good. No, no. The last... Since the end of phase three, I would say there absolutely has been more shit than good. Let me look at these here. Okay, so the start of the rot, you might say, would be Black Widow. Anything that came after Endgame. No, Far From Home was uh, well. That was like okay. that was good. Eternal sucked. I like Shang Chi. Nah, didn't like it. What was it? The so yeah. So and and all of the Spider Mans were fine. I mean, the the last two Spider Mans are fine. Like, No Way Home was good. And far, the and one after it, Far From Home, not that good. Um, okay, I didn't mind it so much, but the, the No Way Home was the best of these Phase 4s, right? Yeah, that was good. And that's why this makes it weird, because in but theory... How many films <laughs> have there been in Phase 4, Wayne? Uh, let's see. Many. One, two, and three, nothing. And we're not four, talking about TV shows. Oh, yeah, TV shows are separate. but all They also the drag thing. it down. Well, I think that... If you look at it, though, there is something for everyone in this entire franchise, if you look at it as a whole. There's a lot of shit that people have to... Sit, 
get through, to survive, well, to, let me put it to this manage, way. and it shouldn't be that way. Quantumania, to start off phase five, shit. Yeah, look, it, that was a, it's, I, I agree it's a bit shite, right? But if you look from Iron Man 2 Endgame, the only turkeys in here are Dark World. Incredible Hulk. Uh, sure. Incredible Hulk, sure. Um, I don't much love the Ant-Man films. They're fine, but they're not great. See, I quite like them, but... Um, what else? Oh, Iron Man fucking 2 sucks balls. Yeah, Iron Man 2. Everything else is fucking good to find, to great. Like, yeah, so, but so, that's what I'm saying. It's fine. It shouldn't be at number four or three on no, a... No, man. This many movies Craig, and then only Craig. four turkeys before this other thing. That's huge, man. Crazy. I'm telling you, this is... The, uh, by the numbers, this is a win. No. By the numbers, this is a win. And also... What the, what the hell? Suck dick, suck no. dick, suck dick, suck no. dick, suck dick. Endgame no! and fucking <laughs> Endgame and fucking Infinity War, uh, they achieved what no one else could, including the Star Wars franchise that year, where they ended on such a note that everyone came in their pants. So, yeah, this is number three. I'm absolutely happy with this being number three. So, uh -huh. All right, like I said, <laughs> there you go. Wayne in the past has accused <laughs> me of pandering. Well, let me tell you, today is all about his pandering ass. Bullshit! I'm fucking justifying the tits out of all my choices. Oh, oh I'm just gonna ignore everything you said, Paul. It was really good to end game. That's good enough. But no, it's. It's on a downward trajectory. There's only been four or five films where it's turning shit. It could still come good, Paul. It could still great. come good. Sorry. Ship has left <laughs> we'll the We'll see. All right. My number two is from, appropriately enough, a film that was released just this last week. Scream series of films. Fuck off. Is, that's not a bad one. I used to think three was shit. I went back and watched it again. It's fine. That's the worst of the lot. Scream one, amazing. Scream two, excellent sequel. Scream four, surprisingly good. Scream five, who knew that a reboot without any Wes Craven or Kevin Williamson involved except on executive producing could still be good? And then Scream 6 beats Scream 5. This fucking franchise stands alone. Number two for you. Yeah. Number two! Consistently across the board. And one is one of the greatest horror films of all time. Two, I think, is one of the best sequels of all time. And six, I really fucking dug the fuck out of it. So I just can't fault this series of films. It's, okay. why, it's why it's here. That's your it's jam. my jam. It's not yours. I totally get it. Don't expect this no, to be no, on your list. Look, if it's gonna be if it's gonna be number two somewhere, it's your list, which is authentic. I get it. So okay. yeah, that that is me. All right, scream. Ooh. All right. We know we've heard one of yours. We've heard both of yours. No. Ooh. But number two is Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Okay, there it is. All right. So here is my recap. Ten. Let's go through two, and then revealing one of my number ten. Final Destination franchise. Nine. Back to the Future. Sorry. Best I could do. Eight, Lethal Weapon. <laughs> Seven, Toy Story and Lightyear. Six, Nolan's Nolaniverse. Yep, what do you want to call it? The Batman series. Mad Max at number five. Mission Impossible for me at number four. The Evil Dead series at number three. Scream franchise at number two. And my number one, easily, without doubt, although it could again be completely upended in the next couple of weeks because like Evil Dead, which has a fifth film in the franchise coming next month, this one has a film coming in two weeks' oh, time. What? My number one film franchise Come is the on. John Wick trilogy. I've said it before. Shit. On number the one, show, Cracker. Yep, the number three films one. are all fucking awesome. Two I can go great. home and watch all three back to back and not be bored. Even I cannot two. wait for the Ballerina and the TV series about the fucking. I've forgotten the name of the hotel. What's it called? The, the Continental. Yes. I cannot wait for that. I want this universe to expand as far as it can and give me more and more and more. The early buzz about number four is it's as good if not fucking better that they expand it in this awesome way and you can actually see the end game coming which is coming in John Wick 5 apparently I will admit to you that number three I just went you know what that ending looks so good in that place where they were fighting yeah I was like that's the, it's the three actually I'm I, I like the most fair uh, enough out of the three of I, can, I can see that one um, probably one three two for me but yeah, two is the worst of the lot, right? But like, it's but it's hard. still a four-star film for me. There's not a less than a four-star banger on this list. Hmm. I'm gonna have for to watch me. a few again. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch a few again. I know um, you get a bit. I'm surprised at number one though. Actually, like, same, same. No one. Again, consistent. This is a hundred percent hit rate. And even if I talk about Scream and, and I talk about you know Army of Darkness and, and the Evil Dead sort of remake, they're they're all hits. They're all you know passes, ticks, whatever. But they don't hit as hard as these trilogies. I'm not as excited because I went. Which of these films am I most excited to see next? And nothing beats John Wick Chapter 4 for me. I was really excited about Scream 6. I'm really excited about Evil Dead Rise. But, uh, and, and, of course, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. You know, that's and the Furiosa, thing. But I'm most excited about John Wick Chapter 4. Okay, so the MIs take it from me in terms of my most anticipated yep. sequel. But John Wick, the thing about this is that you've got... Because initially the John Wick initially, the original film was not a high budget T as, as much as... It was a bit of know, a sleeper hit. Bit of a I sleeper. didn't even see that one at the cinema. 
I yeah. watched it at home. I, me too. And that's why it's like, we didn't think this would be anything. Because John Wick sounds funny. And then someone, I remember someone reviewing it going, this is a just a uh, an incredibly entertaining film. I actually can't watch the dog again. But, Fair enough. But that as, sequence in that club, that nightclub scene, just yeah, set up with that's that what music, which we that ran on a promo for a long time. Yeah. Fucking, oh, my God. <laughs> that whole okay. series, it just does it. Keanu Reeves, we all know what a great bloke he is. And those stories yeah. continue to trickle out from time to time. It's so great to see him with all the bad luck that he's had in his life. Absolutely. Hit on a winner here and it's uh, you know, hopefully it will set himself up for him and anyone else he loves for years to come. Oh, he's already done that. So Matrix money, bro. That's true. Um, so yeah. Uh, okay, good. I'm surprised it's number one, but I also am not that surprised. Okay. That I <laughs> if that makes any sense at yes. all. All right, give us your recap and then your number one. Ten to one. Ten is Jack Ryan trilogy. I mean everything. Uh, nine, <laughs> Star Trek. Uh, 8 Lethal Weapon 7 Star Wars 6 Indiana Jones 5 Nolan vs. Batman 4 Back to the Future 3 MC to the U <laughs> um, Number 2 is The Mission Impossible And sure. my number 1 I'm a little like Let's see what you say about this I have a, I've had a good think about it To see if it actually fits everything But it's the James Bond franchise baby it is the James Bond franchise. Now, the only I, the I only don't thing, think it does fit I think it does and I'll tell you, you why You can't have the Daniel Craig stuff happening After <laughs> some of the other stuff Well, actually if you look at all of the films on their own, right? 27 films. He's, been, he's not the same character. No, he's not the same character and it's a different time. So that's the only thing. Like you have the, the Sean Connery Bond is the same character, but they move him in the same thing. Now, if we have to carve out a segment of it, it's definitely the, Con- the Daniel Craig Daniel Bond. Craig films, okay? right. So I'll give you that. But if, you, if you're giving all of them, for example, in His Majesty's Secret Service, James Bond got married and fell in love. And then... But Daniel the, Craig's Bond's never been married. Well, that's not mentioned. But in the Living Daylights, the Timothy Dalton Bond, they Felix actually says Bond actually was married one time, but right. he doesn't like to talk right. about it. Yep. So they do refer to each other. It was a complete reboot. The well, the only the thing that the thing is that there made, anyone that carries over from the previous films into the M. Daniel Craig ones. M. Oh, there you go. That makes it so complicated, you see, doesn't it? But it does make it complicated, and that's why this one is a bit of a weird one. And in fact, you know, um, Casino Royale. Either way, you look at it. It's either all the films or it's the Daniel Craig films is fine. As you yeah, I'm one. fine with that. So either way, it's fine. but yeah, James Bond is James Bond. Because Wayne James finding Bond. a way to play jazz right at the end of the list. <laughs> what but, a fucking. But there's shocking. no better franchise, and every time oh. one comes out, I can't. Yeah, I know. It's, that's a, this is totally this is scream for me for you. I, I'm not a big Bond fan. I think Daniel Craig films are fine. I don't jizz over them. The rest of them, are, I could just leave them. I just don't care. So much jizz. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but again, no big, no big surprise there for me. So there, there we are. are. That's Alice. Uh, any quick honorable mentions? Wayne. I had. A, I was gonna talk about Die Hard <laughs> for a bit, Oof. but then I remembered about um, number five. A good day to Die Hard. Uh, which was yeah, because you know what was good. Four was okay. You liked but the, four, yeah, eh. except for the Len Wiseman blueness. But like five was just ass, yeah. right? Five is right up there with Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal oh, Skull. Oh yeah, for probably, shit, probably, probably, really. Actually, terrible. I think Crystal Skull was better than five. <laughs> than this one, I don't know. Yeah, look, I'm not going to die on either of those two. Films. They both fucking suck. Uh, any for you? Yeah, I had a How to Train Your Dragon series. Those mm. three films are all mm. really good and great. Got great fodder to watch with your children or just by yourself if you want to. Oh, yeah. And then I couldn't put them on here because the Lowe's dragged them off this list, but the Alien franchise and the Predator that, franchise. Well, I, that's it, isn't it? Because of all the Predators and all the fucking... The otherwise, if it's AVP Alien 1... AVP and AVP Requiem. 1, 2, 3 even. You know, if we took those ones out, I know you're you know full acknowledgement the Predator's not a good film. Predator probably... St- Sneak on the list, not for AVP, but they're on in universe, they're in canon, so that you have to take them. It's a little bit like Batman, where you got Alien, which is amazing, then Aliens, which is the shit. Yep. And then I the am third a defender one. of Alien 3. I will defend that film until the day okay. I die. And then the and f- I like Resurrection, apart from the fucking newborn. So yeah, that was the problem with that one. Apart from that film, I really enjoy it. So those four, great. And then we get to fucking Covenant. Fucking ignoring AVP, Covenant. Uh, sorry, Prometheus. Prometheus. Piece oh my of god, shit. that was a terrible Worst film. Worst piece of shit ever. And the Covenant's only slightly better. Although I liked very, it at the time, but more I think about it, and nah. you know, having watched it the second time, it just doesn't. It's not a good film. Balls. It's balls. But Fede Alvarez, the guy who did the Evil Dead remake, as well as Don't Breathe and Don't Breathe Two, and then the uh, American version of the girl who kicked the hornet's nest or whatever the fuck it was called. He's now directing Alien Five. Really? Yeah. Do we know what's going on? It? it literally got announced in the last couple of weeks. It's a story about a bunch of young people on a different planet who come across the xenomorph. So during the we don't know when it's set though. Not exactly when. Yeah. No. <sighs> Wouldn't it be cool if Ripley turned up somehow? She can't. No. But I don't know. No. We'll see. Don't think we need any. Like, if you're gonna have anyone turn up, it should be the fucking Hicks. Yeah, you're right. We want Hicks. Didn't die somehow, but then then we're re re retconning Alien Three, so. which is fine. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's the worst part about that film, even though I will, as I said, will defend it. So. Yeah. Okay. That's our list. So what about yours? We wrap up every episode of the show with your feedback on the topic at hand in a segment that we call the Pop 10. Talk about. Pop 10. Talk about. off this week's Pop 10 with Grant Lanham from the Milk Podcast. It's a fun podcast. Do check it out. G-Lan. Said, let's just assume that Marvel and Alien are on the list by default. Ooh, sorry, Grant. Mm. Star Wars, pre-Disney, it's my list, so my rules. Well, mm. it wouldn't make it on the basis of our rules, but it's still made on Wayne's. Pitch I Black don't... slash Riddick? No. Ooh, Not and, for me. And Blade. <laughs> Apparently, Grant just wants to overlook Trinity altogether. Yeah, if only Trinity didn't suck. Yeah. Mike Margosian then said, the MCU at number three has to be here just to really nailing the sheer universe. Okay. Number two, Scream. Almost all are solid. And number one, Rocky. First four were great and the Creed movies are awesome. Leaving out Wayne's favorite of them all, Rocky Five. Rocky Five was wicked, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) See, it's a long time. Drew Hallam from the Real Feels podcast. Shout out to Drew and hope your dad's doing well, mate. Lord of the Rings. The Oscars can do the talking. Now, look, I agree with that, except the Hobbit fucking franchise. See, I never saw it, but i that's because I just heard so many bad things about we it. We just talked about the trilogy. Drew's 100% right. Absolutely. Bam, straight to the top of the list. Oh, but totally. Drew, I think you're overlooking the Hobbits, which fucking suck. <laughs> uh, Tremors for pure nostalgia and popcorn movie fun and Evil Dead, not a bad movie in its entirety. Consistent. Agree there with you, you 100% there, Drew. Rob Walters said, in order, number three, Fast and Furious. I make no apologies. What? Sometimes you've got to shut off your brain and enjoy some nonsense. Number two, Lord of the Rings, excluding The Hobbit. Not allowed, Rob. Not allowed. <laughs> and number one, the MCU. Even with the extremely mediocrity led later, lately, phrases, one to three was so good, it had to be. Agreed. Jesse Dixon said, three, Scream, two, Toy Story, one, Fast and Furious. Pretending that Hobbs and Shaw doesn't exist. <laughs> what is going on? I feel like I'm going mad. You can't handle the truth. Oh, Chris Yeni, patron extraordinaire to the show, said, uh, number three, Police Academy. Hot. Oh, look. Damn. If they stopped that, let's go with two. No. <laughs> number two is a pile of shit. I watched it not that long ago. It was sucked. Number two. Two is... Um, no, you know what? I liked it all up to all the way up to Citizens on Patrol, which is four. And then we start getting Miami Mich- Beach yeah, and Mission fucking to Moscow Tackleberry and- is the lead and shit. Like, what the fuck? Wow. That's a, that is a hot, hot take. Hot damn. Number two, Lord of the Rings. Again, I don't know what people are. You're just forgetting about The Hobbit. And number one, here you go, Wayne. James Bond. Well, Timothy Williams is a patron of the show. Great to hear from you, Timothy. And, uh, and also a fellow Essendon supporter, which I do remember. Thank you, Timothy. It's nice that there's more than one of just me out there. Number three, Jackass. I crack up every time. Never really been That's into it. but a bad call, actually. The last I one recently was pretty fun. Number two, American Pie with the original cast movies. You cannot make qualifications, people. <laughs> well, we didn't throw that on them. We didn't throw that on them. First mainstream movie that showed coming a beer, I reckon. Yeah, don't think you're wrong on that one, Tim. And number one, Predator <laughs> movies only. Yeah, the Shane Black one sucked, but the others to me are so good it covers for it. Do you feel that way about AVP? Are you a big fan of those? Timothy, that's what I'd like to know. Josh Raglan said the vacation series of films. Okay. Like the Chevy Chase ones? Yeah, and then we get the reboot with Ed yeah, Helms. Yeah, yep. Oh, they are in the same universe because they're his son. Yes. Yes, so yeah, yeah. I, oh, I like that movie. That was good. Yeah, it was yeah, good. Yeah, okay. Fun. I laughed a lot at it. Number two, Mad Max. Yes. And number one, Josh again, original Star Wars trilogy. Conveniently forgetting about the other forty-five million. I don't, did we set that parameter when we put out the, the call? I didn't. But yeah, I'm still so taking the piece out of it. But yeah, still, yeah. if it's a franchise, you can't just go. Here's this trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> um, just heard during the week, of course, that Rogue Squadron has been kiboshed. There is no Rogue Squadron. Oh, we coming. knew that was going to happen. There is no Star Wars film slated for release at this point in time, which is an interesting what? position. Yeah, to be found in. Because it's a Mandalorian city, y'all. Mm. Last couple here then John Hislander said Number three Evil Dead Haven't watched the newer movies But the original trilogy to Ash Versus the Evil Dead And so on Bond at number two <laughs> Certainly long as lived Survives even cultural changes And every time you think it's dead They resuscitate that motherfucker And number one The whole Pixar verse Almost all the Pixar films Have some kind of tie To another one of the Pixar films And then you have The constant to them Cliff Clavin Who has been in almost Every one of them <laughs> Yeah look <sighs> There are references. If there are, then maybe I, I can't have Toy Story because I would not have the Pixar universe on my list if it was the whole thing. Yeah, I think we'll let you off with that one because, yeah, it's not obvious. Mm, okay. All right. Then over to Joey DeCaro from the So Wizard podcast on the great show to check him out. John Wick, the best action franchise in movie history. Yeah. Keeps getting better with every movie. Number two, MCU. Duh. And number one, Star Wars. When I was four years old, I saw Empire in the Theater and decided to base my entire personality off of it. <laughs> um, you know what? 
if if you're taking that Pixar thing, then you could actually say that the Tarantino universe is also its own franchise because aren't they all connected in some uh, way? The r- Lucky Reds and Lucky. Well, that's not well. Yeah, cigarettes. yeah, yeah. I guess they're all in the same universe. Mm. But like, for instance, like the the Hateful Eight. I think one of those people is related to someone in another film or okay. some shit. So yeah, well, I didn't think about it. Like if that, that were the case, it would certainly make my list. Yeah. Now, the last one here comes from Paul Murphy, who said he's got four, which I'm going to read just because they're the number one. Four, the Cornetto trilogy. Didn't have that in there because while they make jokes about... They're not the same. They're not the same. same universe, really. they're, yeah. they're an unofficial kind of trilogy of films because otherwise, yes. And I did have it very high on my list initially mm. and then I took it off. Number three, Viewers Universe. Okay. Yeah. Number two, Scream, once again. And number one, Reap the trailer and Reap the Brazula <laughs> cut. Release date to be confirmed. <laughs> It's nice to get a reference in to every episode if we can. So there's your shared universe for our podcast. Beyond the two of us, of course. That's it for us this particular week. Wayne, how do the good folk get in touch with us and uh, you know hit us up with their feedback on anything? Google The Countdown Podcast, find our socials, send us an email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com or set us, uh, visit our website, thecountdownpodcast.com. That's it. I think you covered pretty much everything there. Facebook, there's community links in the show notes if you want to get involved and do check out our Patreon where new shit is dropping. Frequently. Frequently. As we move forward. Now, to, we are recording next week. Episode 416 mm. is the best one-season TV show. One-season shows. So, got cancelled too soon, you reckon? Cancelled too soon. Or maybe it was just meant to be one just season. Just meant to be one. Absolutely. That's okay. If that's the case, it was a self-contained story and we're done and dusted. There we are. That's the topic we can look forward to for next week. And then after that, we're heading back. What's the episode after that? It's going to be our eight-year anniversary mm. podcast. We're moving into... Ep- Year nine at that particular point in time, and we'll be doing the top ten cover songs at that stage. Which can't remember one of the listeners who who you were. Please let me know, reach out, and I'll give you a full credit on that particular episode. Great idea, love it. We'll be doing that one. Wicked. All right, that's it from us today. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne, and this has been the Soundboard Vindication. Star Wars universe at this point in time Fuck with no films board, man. and Wayne Aruzu <laughs> championing a whole I bunch of all shit all kinds of into it shit films we'll catch you next time see ya <laughs>